Well, welcome back, my sports friends, to another fine, fine episode of When Sports Collide, Football and Wrestling. We talk about a little bit of football, talk about a little bit of wrestling. And I'm your host with the most, baby. The most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. It's yours and mine, the American Pod Dream, babies. It's Stephen Booth, man. Sorry for my my uh, cheap imitation there of Dusty Rhodes. But I hope everybody's having a great day today and a good time and just being good in general. Just having great, great, whatever. You know, it's a good time to be a sports fan of football right now. It's a good time to be a wrestling fan. There's so much shit going on and just it's crazy, crazy. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's a good week in football. My team was off the Longhorns, so I didn't have to watch them debacle in the fourth quarter like they've been doing. Um, but, you know, we had some upsets. You know, some teams uh, that were ranked lost, mostly <laughs> Oklahoma State, you know, because they talked all that shit after beating Texas, thinking they were just all that, plus a bag of chips, and Iowa State showed them they really ain't shit. I knew they weren't a top eight team. But we will, anyways, I don't want to do that right now. I'm in the middle of something. Okay. Well, I guess uh, if y'all guys are having a good week at work, had a good weekend, I guess we can dive on into some uh, college foosball. What do you say? All right. It was a good weekend for the old college foosball. There were some good games on. There were some scares. And we'll talk all about that. Welcome to the college football edition to this fine episode. It's fine podcast of mine. <coughs> All right. We have, well, of course, there was some controversial uh, calls this weekend. Um, first off, we'll start off with the Oklahoma game. Now, a lot of these fucking refs in the Big 12 are pieces of shit. I mean, they just, I don't know what their fucking deal is. All they do is just, uh, oh, Oklahoma's ball or everything goes Oklahoma's way. They never get a bad call against them or anything. You know, just like in the Texas game, the Texas guy did not push that motherfucker out of bounds, and he was the first one to touch the ball, but they said he did. Anyways, after that blown shit, they're blowing more shit, not just in one game, but two games are looking stupid. <clears throat> and they're getting national attention for looking fucking dumb. Okay. Uh, first bit of news, uh, the first uh, call was the uh, Oklahoma and Kansas game. You know, this is what may, what I don't understand. Oklahoma likes to talk a lot of shit like they're all that, but they're barely beating teams. They haven't really blown anybody out. And Kansas came to play. They should have handled them pretty good. That's why Alabama moved up in front of them in the fucking polls because... They beat their team pretty soundly. Oklahoma's just barely squeaking by every game, and that's going to cost them in the long run. You know, especially if they have to go, they have to go up against Georgia in the fucking playoffs. Georgia will cream them. Georgia's just looking good. I'm sorry, I'm not a fan of them, and I'm not jumping on the bandwagon. But I, you got to admit, these fucking guys are good. Yeah. 
<clears throat> but the first call was in the uh, Oklahoma Kansas game. They were uh, Oklahoma was going for it on fourth and one, and they did they uh, did it well when he gave the ball to the running back. He was stopped way before the fucking uh, line of scrimmage, way before the line of scrimmage, and then the quarterback Williams runs up there and he snatches it and runs off and makes a first down. Which the officials say, you know, the big-time Wigs are saying uh, that should have not been a first down. It should. It was a blown call because his forward progress was already stopped, and he was getting pushed backwards when Williams came and took the ball out. So, once again, Oklahoma escaped through with uh, not getting a call or anything, but if the shooter, if this is what pisses me off, if the shoe would have been on the other foot, Oklahoma fans would have been bitching and screaming for a fucking year, just like goddamn cowboy fans when they don't get their way. You know, it's just, it's a stupid fucking blown calls are missing, and it's costing college teams games. Okay? Fucking refs, get your shot. I think they should find refs. My uncle was an ex-ref. He says that's bullshit. They shouldn't do that. But if you blew a fucking call, you should, especially in a game. Especially a big-time conference game, jackass. Get your head out of Oklahoma's fucking asshole and ref a game. Sorry about the profanity. I just get a little angry and a little mad sometimes, and it just comes out. But anyways, um, yeah, even uh, some big-time refs are going, yeah, they blew that fucking call once again, as always. And then the next uh, call they're getting shit on uh, Iowa State uh, made a touchdown, and the guy that made it was—he wasn't showboating a lot, just just a little. He got it fucking a flag on him and called it back, so the motherfucker answered them right back with a touchdown. Booyah! Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was funny. I was like, ha ha. Fucking refs in the Big Twelve. I don't know what their deal is, but they called him uh, for taunting and unsportsmanlike conduct. So. He got his uh, juice back. He got his uh, touchdown back. And everybody's saying it's the worst call ever in college football. It was. It was bullshit. The rest just wanted fucking Oklahoma State to win. And they still lost with the refs in their fucking pocket. I mean, they're not really paying the refs off. I mean, you wouldn't think so. In other news, uh, the LSU coach, he's still catching shit for all his off-field Gantics and all this and all I have to say about it is hey I'm not going to sit here and say he's wrong he's right but it's like he said in an in an interview when you're winning off field stuff like this don't matter as long as you're winning nobody says shit because it goes on all the time but when you're losing yeah that's when it goes a little like you know that's when everyone's like oh I see where your focus is and it's not on football and but yes, yes, yes. And of course, I think that's about it for this week in the news. Let's get on with some of, uh, let's see how good I did on my picks this week. I don't know. Sorry, I got to. Move my mic and stuff around just a little because <clears throat> I'm trying to use the computer more and less paper 
So, just give me a minute here. All right. Here we go. Yeah to the yeah. Okay. In our first game, we had Coastal Carolina. They played on uh, Wednesday. I got that one wrong. I picked fucking Coastal to uh, do it, but they lost. Yeah, Appalachian State did beat them by three. They was number 14 in the nation. Not anymore. All right, then uh, Thursday night we had SMU and Tulane. And SMU beat them 55-26, as a matter of fact. And then we had ticka, 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 Friday. Uh, where was I? Okay. Friday, UConn got beat by Middle Tennessee. I picked that one wrong, too. I picked uh, fucking UConn to win. I blew that call, didn't I? Uh, UCF uh, played Memphis, and they won 24-7. I got that one right. Uh, Utah State played Colorado State. Colorado State lost to Utah State. Arizona played Washington, and Washington beat them 21-6. I got that one right. Now, let's get on with the polls. Okay, not the polls, but the uh, games that went on this weekend. All right. Our first game was Cincinnati and Navy. And Cincinnati, uh, another team, barely won by seven points. Come on, guys. If y'all want to be contenders, you're going to beat teams worse than that, especially Tulane. Tulane must have a hell of a team this year because they're – no, Navy, I'm sorry. It was a Cincinnati and Navy, they only, but still, they should have beat them worse. And, of course, we had Oklahoma play Kansas, and, uh, of course, Kansas lost by uh, by 12. So, But still, Kansas came close to beating them. Didn't happen. Then we had Alabama – in Tennessee, and Alabama beat their opponent 52-24. to That's how you win a game when you're number four in the nation and you're playing a non-ranked team. Just saying, Oklahoma, other teams, uh, Cincinnati, take notes, look, 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 look. That's why that man wins championships almost every fucking year because he's good. Okay, now we had Ohio and uh, Ohio State and Indiana, and Indiana got beat pretty bad um, with the score of with the score of fifty four to seven. Jesus, Michigan whooped up on uh, Northwestern. Then we had then we had Michigan. Oh yeah, Michigan already said that. Then we had Penn State. They lost. To Illinois in overtime. In nine overtimes. Now college has to do something different. I mean because that's ridiculous. That many fucking overtimes. I mean come on. I mean after the first two. Then they should make it sudden death. Like the NFL. But anyways Penn State lost. Iowa State. I got this one right. Uh <coughs> I got this one right because I picked, uh, that was my upset pick. I picked uh, Iowa State to beat 
Colorado, uh, Oklahoma State, and they did 24 to 21. Oregon beat UCLA 34-31. Uh, Ole Miss they beat uh, LSU. Notre Dame beat uh, USC. Man, USC and LSU just flat out sucked this year. Bad. I mean, bad. I mean, I thought Texas was was bad, but oof. Uh, we got uh, Texas A&M beat up on South Carolina. I got that one wrong too. I figured South Carolina made a camp. My camp was gonna come to play, but apparently, freaking not. Then here's another upset pick. I got this one wrong. NC State got beat by Miami by one damn point. One point. But it still don't matter. Sorry if you hear some moving. I gotta adjust something. I know I shouldn't do this shit right in the middle of a podcast, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Franklin. Okay, that will be better. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, couldn't believe that. Miami beat him by one. San Diego State beat uh, Air Force. And here's another pick I got wrong. Pittsburgh beat Clemson. Yeah, that's Clemson's another loss. Beat them by 10. Uh, Where was I? (laughs) I don't remember where I was. 25, Purdue. You know, I know what I picked. I'll just go down the list here. Okay, where was we? God dang it, get off. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see uh, Pittsburgh beating Clemson at all, but it happened. Just like that. Okay, and then we had UTSA, which is a a University of Texas in uh, San Antonio, I think. Yeah, they beat uh, Louisiana Tech 54-16. I believe they are undefeated. So, <clears throat> they're doing pretty good. Uh, Wisconsin uh, beat Purdue. Beat Purdue. Uh, that's another one I got wrong. I picked Purdue to win that one, so I got that one wrong. The Pittsburgh-Clemson game wrong. And the North Carolina State-Miami game so far. Um. Florida State beat up on UMass. <clears throat> they needed it. Uh, they needed a win. Then he had Texas Tech. They got beat by Kansas State by one. Bowling Green beat. No. Bowling Green lost to Eastern Michigan University. Then we had Northern Illinois beat Central Michigan by one. Uh, Syracuse uh, beat up on Virginia Tech, 41-36. I say beat up on them, but, I mean, they kind of did, if you if you think about it. I mean, nobody's perfect. <laughs> uh, then we had Texas State against Georgia State, and Georgia State won that one. We had UAB going up against Rice. Uh, UAB won 30-24. Ball State played Miami of Ohio. Uh, Ball State uh, lost 17-24. Minnesota played Maryland, and Maryland got uh, beat up pretty bad, 34-18. Then we had Toledo and Western uh, Michigan. 
And Toledo won that one, 34-15. We had Cal. They went up against Colorado, and Cal won 26-3. Washington State lost to BYU, 21-19. Wyoming, they lost to University of New Mexico, 14-3. Vanderbilt played Mississippi State, and then Mississippi State beat up on them 45-6. Uh, Louisville played Boston College, and Louisville beat them 28-14. to Houston beat East Carolina 31-24. to And then we had, sorry guys, I had to look away for a minute. <coughs> then we had South Florida played Temple and beat them 34-14. to Fresno State beat Nevada 34-32. Virginia beat Georgia Tech 48-40. TCU and West Virginia played. TCU lost. Uh, West Virginia beat them 29-17. And TCU just, they're not really having a good year, man, at all. I mean, usually when they suck, they're like, well, at least we uh, can say we beat Texas. But they didn't even do that this year, so. Yeah, I don't think Patterson's going to be there much longer, probably. I mean, even though he's a good defensive coach, he's a good coach, but if he don't win, he ain't going to be there. Simple fact, man, business. Then we have Oregon State going up against Utah, and Oregon State beat Utah 42-34. New Mexico State played played Hawaii, and Hawaii won 48-34. And that, my friends, <coughs> is the results from last week. Now, we will go to week nine and I'll make my picks. It's so groovy. It's just a picking and a picking. I don't do too bad on my picks, I don't think. Okay, Thursday or Friday? No, Thursday we have Coastal Carolina going up against Troy. I'm gonna pick uh, Coastal Carolina. Then we have on Friday Nevada and UNLV. I'm gonna pick uh, UNLV. Then we have Navy and Tulsa. You know, I'm gonna go with. Tulsa. They're doing pretty decent this year. You know. I'm going to go with them. Alrighty righty Here's Saturday's matchups. <coughs> Looks like Georgia has the week off. So we got Cincinnati going up against Tulane. We have Michigan. Oh, yeah. And in that game, I'm picking uh, Cincinnati. Then, one of the games to watch for next weekend is the Michigan and Michigan State game. Number eight going up against number six. I'm going to go with Michigan there. Then we have Iowa at number nine going up against Wisconsin. I'm going to pick Wisconsin. No, not Wisconsin. I'm going to pick Iowa. Even though they lost. I still can't believe they lost. That's crazy. Yeah. Then uh, Baylor, we got Texas at Baylor. Baylor's 16. I'm going to go with Texas. We got Miami going up against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is number 17 in the nation. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. 
Virginia Tech's going up against Georgia Tech. I'm going to go with uh, Virginia Tech. Illinois is going up against Rutgers. I'll pick Illinois. You got Indiana going up against Maryland. I'm going to pick Maryland there. Um, Temple and UCF. I'm going to go with UCF there. Bowling Green against Buffalo. I'm going to go with Bowl, uh, Bowling Green. Texas, no, uh, Iowa State and West Virginia. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with West Virginia. Then we have Rice going up against North Texas. I'm going to pick North Texas. Missouri going up against Vanderbilt. I'm going to go with Missouri there. Washington State against uh, Arizona State. Go with uh, Arizona State. Uh, Hawaii against Utah State. I'm going to go with Hawaii there. And I'm sorry, Georgia does not have the week off. They will be going up against Florida. In the Florida-Georgia line. So I'm going to go with Georgia. Georgia's going to beat the pants off of them. Then we have Texas Tech going up against Oklahoma. As much as I want to pick Tech to beat the shit out of Oklahoma, I know it's not going to happen, so I'm going to pick Oklahoma. Uh, we have Colorado going up against Oregon. I'm going to pick Oregon there. Marshall and Florida International. I'm going to go with Marshall. Uh, Florida State against Clemson. Damn. I'm going to go with Clemson there. Both teams are having a real shitty year. Real shitty. Um, Syracuse and Boston College. I'm going to go with Boston College. Well, no, I'll take that back. Give me Syracuse on that one. They're rolling pretty good. Northwestern and Minnesota. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Nebraska and Purdue. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Purdue on this one. Then we have TCU going up against Kansas State. I'm going to pick Kansas State there. Then we have Wake Forest going up against Duke. I'm going to pick Wake Forest. Uh, San Jose State against Wyoming. I'm going to go with San Jose State. <coughs> uh, Arizona State going up against South Alabama. I'm going to pick Arkansas State. Um, Georgia State's going up against... Georgia Southern, I'm going to pick Georgia Southern there. Auburn's going up against Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Auburn because they're playing at home. Uh, Mississippi State's going up against Kentucky. I'm going to pick Kentucky. Oklahoma State's going up against Kansas. Uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma State there. Maybe Kansas can pull a uh, an upset, but I doubt it. Uh, we got SMU going up against uh, Houston. I'm going to pick SMU there. Cal's going up against Oregon State. I'm going to pick Cal there. USC against Arizona. I'm going to go with USC there. Colorado State against uh, Boise State. <coughs> I think I'm going to go there with what did i say i'm gonna go with uh usc over arizona colorado state over boise state then we got another big game saturday ohio state and penn state i think i'm gonna go with ohio state then we have notre dame going up against north carolina i'm gonna pick notre dame there nc state against louisville i'm gonna go with nc state utah against um ucla i'm gonna go i'm gonna go there I'm going to go uh, UCLA. Then San Diego State against Fresno State. 
<coughs> I'm going to go there with uh, San Diego State in Washington and Stanford. I think I'm going to go with uh, Washington on this one because they're playing at home in Washington. They're doing pretty decent, pretty decent. All right, now let's check out the standings, my friends. God damn, I've been back here. I've been recording for quite a while now, and this is just a foosball. Okay, in the American Athletic Conference, we got Houston leading it. In the Atlantic Coast Conference, we have Wake Forest leading it. And in the coastal side, or wait, on, the, on the Atlantic side, Wake Forest is leading it. On the coastal side, uh, Pittsburgh is leading it. In the Big 12, of course, OU, they're undefeated. They haven't lost anybody yet. Um, the Big 10 Conference in the East, Michigan's uh, got the uh, lead in it. And in the West, it's uh, Iowa. In Conference USA, in the East, it's uh, Florida Atlantic. And in the West, it's UTSA. In your independence, you got Notre Dame ahead there. In your uh, non-American con or mid-American conference in the East, you got Kent State over uh, on that side leading the conference. In the West, you have Northern, Illinois, Northern Illinois. In the Mountain West conference, we got Utah leading the Mountain side, uh, Utah State. West, uh, West uh, San Diego State is leading the West. In the Pac-12, in the North, we have Oregon leading that conference. That's shocking. Oregon's never really that good. Then you got, uh, in the South, you got Utah, who's winning it. So, wow. Pac-12 looks different this year. Then you got the Southeast Conference. And in the East, you got the Bulldogs leading it. And then in the West, you got Alabama. In the Sunbelt Conference, you got in the East, Appalachian State is leading it. In the West, you got Louisiana Raging Cajuns. So, that's the stand. That's the, uh, what do you say, the uh, conference standings. Who's leading their conferences? Okay. Now, let's check out uh, who got shuffled around in the polls, baby. Okay, like normal, I'm going to do the AP poll first, 1 through 25. And here we go. Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, Michigan State, Iowa, Notre Dame, Kentucky, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Pittsburgh, Auburn, SMU, Penn State, San Diego State, uh, Iowa State, UTSA, Coastal Carolina, and BYU. <sighs> See what I mean? Oklahoma fell on the polls again because they need, I mean, they barely beat Kansas. Okay, now let's go to the AP Coaches Poll. Or the AP Coaches Poll. AFCA Coaches Poll. 
Okay, we have Oregon at one, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Oregon, Ole Miss, Iowa, Notre Dame, Kentucky, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, SMU, Penn State, Baylor, and Pittsburgh, San Diego State, Auburn, UTSA, Iowa State, Coastal Carolina, and Ken, oh, and NC State. Okay. And that's it for Zippos. Yeah, not too much shifting around this week after some top guys lost. <laughs> well, I guess we're done. Well, before I go, though, let's see how uh, colleges are doing in uh, in the uh, ranking so far. Okay. Well, never mind. I clicked on the wrong thing. Oh, well. Anyways, <clears throat> that's all the college I have. I guess we'll uh, do some NFL now. What do you say, my friends? All right. Let's start out with some NFL news. All right. The Packers look like they placed their star receiver Adams on the COVID-19 list. Looks like the Jets might bring back uh, quarterback Flacco and trade with the Eagles. Hmm, pretty interesting there. And, I mean, there's really not a whole lot going on in the NFL. I mean, they're still finding, going through the, uh, John Gruden's emails and stuff. It's weird. It's like right when you think you know somebody. I mean, he didn't seem like he's that kind of guy, but some of the emails he's been doing, Jesus Christ. He was a grumpy old man. <coughs> but the Chiefs, too, that's another one of the stories. Old Patrick Mahomes, man, for the first, what, three, for the past three years, he's just been throwing that ball around like nothing and just, being a badass quarterback, and uh, now he's really starting to have some problems. That old line is not blocking for shit. Excuse me. Um, yeah, he ain't. They ain't blocking. When he gets the ball, I was watching that game, and when he get he was getting the ball, he would have it in his hands maybe one, two, three seconds, and then bam, there'd be people in his face already. So, yeah. And, too, he just needs to quit turning the ball over so much. But, you know, it's just part of the NFL. You're going to have your lows and your highs. So it's just a matter of uh, picking yourself up off the ground, you know, just like with anything in life. You're having a low spot in your life. Just pick yourself up and brush yourself off and get back to it and hit it harder and accomplish whatever it is. But that's the news. Let's get on with the, with the, listen to me, I can't even talk. Let's get the, uh, what happened last week, baby. Okay. Thursday night, we had uh, Cleveland against Denver, and Cleveland won, and they looked pretty good with their backups in, because 
May, uh, Baker was out, Hud was out, uh, Chubb was out, so they had like two of their stars out, and they still won and looked pretty good, you know. So I got that pick right. I picked them to win. And then we had Green Bay. They beat up on Washington 24-10. to I picked Green Bay. I got that one right. And I picked the Tennessee-Kansas Sea game right, Tennessee 27-3. I picked it because they was going to be at home. I didn't think this. I didn't think it was going to be an ass kicking. But yeah, I've got uh, Henry on one of my fantasy teams. Boy, that guy's good. And then I picked up this Tannehill this weekend because uh, Baker Mayfield's my quarterback on one of my teams, and I needed a quarterback. So, oh Tanner Tannehill, they beat the crap out of uh, the Chiefs. Man, Chiefs are not looking right at all. But anyways, let's get on with Atlanta and Miami. And once again, Miami lost. Uh, my man, just Miami can't get shit going. Uh, they still got a lot of uh, growing to do. It's, I, I kind of miss seeing them how you know they were in the 80s and the 90s when Dan Marino was there. But once he retired, they kind of haven't really done shit. Okay, we got New York against New England. New England beat the crap out of them, fifty-four to thirteen. New York and the New York, the Giants and the Jets played, and the Giants beat the. Uh, well, fuck, I screwed that all up. New England played the Jets and beat the crap out of them, fifty-four to thirteen. The Giants played Carolina, and they beat Carolina twenty-five to three. So. Carolina started out fucking good, man, but old fucking USC boy, their quarterback, oh, I think his name's Sam Darleton or something, something like that. I I didn't really think he was all that good. He was okay in college, but he wasn't all that, and I didn't think he was going to be that good in the NFL. I mean, they started out good, but they have went to shit. I don't know what their problem is. Ever since they lost to Dallas, they've just been in a losing spree. Then we had Baltimore and Cincinnati. Now, I got this pick wrong because I picked Baltimore. And I did that because I knew Cincinnati was good, but Baltimore really don't lose at home. So I picked Baltimore. Boy, was I fucking wrong. Cincinnati spanked that ass at home, 41-17, to man. Wow. Joe Burrow threw for 416 yards, three or four touchdowns. I've got him on a fantasy team. He did good for me. But, yeah, I didn't think they was going to go in there and do what they did. Even if I predicted them to win, I, th- I thought they'd probably won by a touchdown or a field goal. I thought it would be close, but hell no. Jesus. He was throwing that ball around like, oh, you want a touchdown? You want a catch? You want a catch? Baltimore just looked out of place and like, shit. Then we had Philly against the uh, against lost the uh, the Raiders, and the Raiders won thirty three to twenty two. And then we had the Los Angeles Rams going up against Detroit, and the Rams beat Detroit pretty good twenty eight nineteen. It's kind of funny because the both teams swapped quarterbacks, so you had uh, can't remember the guy's name in Detroit now. But he moved to uh, L.A., and L.A.'s quarterback, Goff, got shipped to Detroit. So, yeah, it was a pretty good welcoming home present for him. 
can't remember that quarterback's name, but he played college ball in Georgia. He went to the, the Metroplex in high school. Can't remember that kid's name now, but he's he's doing he's doing a lot better with the Rams than what he ever did with the Rangers. Matthew Stafford, yeah, he's doing uh, pretty good over there with the Rams. And then we got Arizona going up against uh, who went up against Houston. And uh, I picked Arizona in this one. I knew they'd beat Houston. Houston sucks. They're not that good at all. But they got beat pretty bad. 31-5. to Yeah, I've got Kyler Murray on one of my uh, fantasy teams. He did, he's did. he been doing good this year for me. Well, he's always been pretty good since he's gotten the quarterback. I mean, gotten the NFL. Hey, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm not jumping on his bandwagon, but I didn't think he would make it because of his being so short because he's shorter than Drew Brees. And Drew Brees, watching him play, he used to have a hell of a time looking over them linemen, but he does pretty good. So, heck, man, he's looking real good. But they beat the crap out of Houston. Then we have Tampa beat the snot out of Chicago, 38-3. to San Francisco uh, lost to uh, Indianapolis, 30-18, to baby. Then uh, New Orleans and Seattle's playing right now. I'll give you that res- them results next week. But right now, Seattle's on top by seven. And that covers the that part of the NFL show. Uh, let's go with what's going to happen next week. Let's do my picks. Uh, let's see. No, what are you doing? Go to week eight. There we go. Yeah, we'll go to week eight, baby. All right, week eight we have Thursday night. This should be a good game. Green Bay at Arizona. So since both teams are playing good, both and they're both pretty good on both sides of the ball, I'm going to go with Arizona because they're playing at home. Uh, then we have Carolina going up against Atlanta. I'm going to say Carolina gets their shit together and beats Atlanta. Uh, Buffalo and Miami. Buffalo's going to stomp Miami. San Francisco against Chicago. I'm going to go with San Francisco there. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh there because Cleveland's got some of their starters out. But, you know, Cleveland could beat them because Pittsburgh's really not looking that good this year. Then we have Philly going up against Detroit. I'm sorry, Detroit just flat out sucks. I think I might have to go with Philly on this one. Then we have Indianapolis going up against Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to pick Indianapolis. No, I'll take that back. I'm going to pick Tennessee. They're looking good. We got Cincinnati going up against the Jets. I'm going to pick Cincinnati. We got the Los Angeles Rams going up against Houston, of course. I'm going to pick the Rams there. Then we got New England going up against the Chargers. I'm going to pick the Chargers there because they're playing at home. And they're they're doing pretty good this year. Uh, Jacksonville's playing Seattle. And I'm going to pick Seattle because uh, Jacksonville just sucks. They only have one win. And they're playing Seattle at home. So, yeah, that's always a plus. Then we got Washington playing Denver. I'm going to go with Denver because they're playing at home. They both suck. Then we have Tampa going up against New Orleans. I'm going to pick Tampa Bay here. Now, this will be cool, too, because... No, never... Uh, oh, yeah, it will, because Wentz is going to get to play his old team. And then Sunday night, we have Dallas going up against Minnesota. Minnesota's not looking that good, but they're playing at home. 
So I'm going to pick Minnesota this week to be uh, my upset pick of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Monday night we have the Jets going or the Giants going up against Kansas City at KC. So I'm going to go with Kansas City on that one. All right. Let's go check out the standings. See how everybody's doing. All right. In the uh, AFC East, Buffalo's leading. We're doing the American Football Football Conference first. The AFC North, Cincinnati's winning. That's a surprise. I didn't even pick them to get close to being in the division, top of the division this year. Not because I thought they were bad. I knew they was a young team and still growing. You know what I mean? So Then in the AFC South, you got Tennessee leading uh, the charge there. In the AFC West, you got the Raiders leading it. In the East, you have the, oh, this is the National Football Conference. In the NFC East, you have the Cowboys on top. NFC North, Green Bay's on top. Tampa's on top in the NFC South. And then you have uh, the Cardinals on top in the NFC West. But, you know, the Rams are right behind them with one loss. So we'll see what happens there, Skatchewoochies. Ticka, ticka. I already did my picks, standings. Uh, let's see who's leading the season leaders and stuff. In passing, we have Tom Brady at, at a 2,275 yards. And Derek Henry's leading in rushing with 869. Uh, Cooper Cups leading receptions at uh, 809. We got. Quit being a retarded mouse. Uh, then we got Smith leading in tackles uh, with 75. Then you got Miles Garrett leading sacks at 9.5. Then you have Trevon Diggs leading uh, interceptions with seven. There ain't anybody no nowhere close to him. He's only got he's got seven. The nearest guy to him is uh, Wilson from Cincinnati, and he's only got four. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy pickings right there. Let me tell you. Oh, one more thing. I guess I'll go over the power rankings. Okay. Course number one in the power rankings is uh, Arizona. I'm going to start at number one and work our way down. Then we have the Buffalo Bills, the Rams, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Ravens, the Packers, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Titans. The Bengals, the Browns, the Raiders, New, the Saints, the Steelers, the Vikings, the Panthers, the 49ers, the Bears, the Broncos, the Patriots, and the Colts, the Seahawks, the Eagles, Washington. Uh, the Falcons, Dolphins, the Jets, 
and the Jaguars. Then you got the Houston Texans and the Giants. And then you have the winless Detroit Lions at number 32. Yeah, they did the old switcheroo with the quarterback and thought they was going to do better, but apparently they haven't. See, Goff was another one. He was okay in high in college at Cal. People just thought he was going to be just so awesome. I mean, he's good, but he ain't like all they put him up to be. So, that's all I have to say about that. Well, I guess that's going to cover uh, the uh, football for... Uh, this week, let's dig on down with some fantasy stuff. Alright, I have been doing pretty decent with mine. I got three teams on the fantasy football on the ESPN app. Then I got three other teams on the NFL on their fantasy app. So I got six teams all together. E, uh, we're going to go over my NFL ones first. Uh, let's... Alright, I got it. I got it. Alright. <laughs> My first team is the Kingfish. They're not doing too good. They are 2-5. and five. I suck ass on this team. But this week, I might have a uh, a wiener wiener chicken dinner. The guy I'm facing is 1-6, and six, and apparently he ain't keeping up with his team. He's got a lot of people on by, so let's make sure he don't figure it out. Then my other team is the Whoppers. And... I'm three and four there. Um, waivers. Oh, yes. I want you. Thank you. I claimed him. He's all mine. Anyways, just got me a uh, player, so. Cool, so I guess I got him. But anyways, on that team, I'm uh, not doing too good. I'm in sixth place. Uh, first team, I'm in eighth because I suck. But this team right here is the Midnight <coughs> Express. And I've been kicking ass and taking names. The last guy I beat, I beat the crap out of him. See, what it came down to in week two weeks ago, I think. Yeah, no three. Because the past two weeks, I've kept my number one spot. No, I got it last, two weeks ago. Take that back. Okay, I got it two weeks ago. He was 4-1. I was 4-1. I won. And I kicked his butt. So, that made me 5-1 and one and him 4-2. and two. Well, then now, I faced a guy this week. We was both 5-1. and one. I kicked his ass. I'm 6-1. and one. And guess what? I'm still first in my division, baby. Yes. All right. Now we'll get on with my ESPN one. I'm not doing very good on this one. <coughs> uh, my first team is the uh, baked bean, the baked baked beans from Valley Ranch, and I'm click on the team. I ain't gonna worry about. It. Yeah, here we go. I'm four and three, and this week I won. So let's uh, see how I'm doing in the league on this one. Um, oh, 
I am in second place in the West in my division. Thank you, because I am at four and three, and I got a ways to go. The guy in front of me is six and one. Damn. Okay, that is that team. My next team is the Dell Valley Corn Dogs. Don't you love the names that come up for these guys? <clears throat> Let's look at. No, I don't want to look at his team. Let's look at my team. I am three and four on this one. I lost last week, but I should be doing better this week. I'm telling you what, I got Henry on the on my team that's six and one. I got Henry as my running back, Burrow as my quarterback. Then I got Burrow on another team on that's my quarterback. He's doing fucking good this year. Anyways, that team I'm three and four. I've got him I've got a winning streak going of three in a row. Um, and my other team, I'm two and five, and I lost its week, so, yeah, I'm not doing too good, but on that one, I sure am, I hope, uh, your guys' teams are doing good on the old fantasy, all right, well, I guess we'll do some diggity dang wrestling, what do you say, guys, all right, wrestling time well and of course i'm recording this on tuesday night and tonight is the halloween havoc uh, presented by wwe nxt halloween havoc it's still weird saying that and not being with the wcw still not used to it you know you think i would be after all this time but nah i'm not but uh that's going on Mickey James, she is the uh, Impact Woman's Champion now. I've always liked Mickey James. She's always, I thought she's always been good in the ring. And she's real good on the mic. She's just real good. She's just talented. She's real, real good. Um, who is that? Oh, that was my son Jackson peeking in here like a, like a peeping Tom. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else is happening. Oh, well, if y'all didn't know... Last week was the Saudi Arabia stuff, and that wasn't too bad. I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. There's some stuff I didn't really care for, but there was some stuff that was good. So, not too shabby. I just can't believe they go over there, and he pays them that damn much money to go over there. It's crazy, man. Well, I don't know really a whole lot of nothing else. I know, uh... MJF announced his uh, match for Wednesday. And I know he's been having a feud with Darby Allen and Sting, so it's probably going to be them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Warlow. Yeah, him and Warlow and... Uh, him and Warlow and uh, Sting and Darby Allen. Tag team match. That one ought to be pretty good. I like MJF. God, he's a, he's a good heel. God, I want to fucking smack him sometimes. He's a good heel, man. Makes his money, money. But, yeah, I need to keep more up on the wrestling and get more news to tell you guys because there's a lot going on. Uh, of course, there's rumors of, you know, if Charlotte Flair gets pissed at the WWE, is she going to just leave ship and go to AEW where her fiancé is? Andrade? Nobody knows.
But I think I'm going to cut it off here. I got a little treat for you guys. This week we went to APW Wrestling, Advanced Pro Wrestling. Well, me and my son have a wrestling podcast called Wrestling with the Jackson. Or wrestling 101 with Jackson. Yeah, Wrestling 101 with Jackson. And it's his. I'm trying to get more people into wrestling, trying to get kids back into it. Try to get these kids to know that there's just not the WWE out there. There's always been more than that brand of wrestling. So I'm trying to turn turn people on to wrestling, period. No matter which brand you like or who your favorite person is. So... But I got a little treat for you. I'm gonna do some. Uh, I'm gonna do some in, uh, interview I did with a guy named Earthquake, who's in training coming up, and a guy named Soldier, who's part of the Renegades. Him, Jason, and Rebel are part of the Renegades. Well, him and Soldier and Rebel have been tag teaming, and Rebel's Rebel's been having this guy come out, interfering the matches, and kicking his ass with a chair. Well, it's been getting in his head, and they've been losing matches about it, and. Yeah, Soldier Soldier talks about that, but it, it's good interviews. Uh, let's check them out, and then I'll sign y'all off, guys. We are here at APW. They're back in Mineral Wells this weekend. This is our first interviewer, and what's your name, sir? My name is Misha Irvin. I also go by Earthquake. Cool. Nice. Now, uh, Jason was saying you're uh, one of his trainees, is that true? Yes, I am one of his trainees, one of his best friends, actually. We've been knowing each other since we were children. Um, I have uh, relatives that used to uh, wrestle as well, so I've learned a lot from them, but I've never really just had one-on-one -on -one training because I've played other sports and everything, so that that's the reason why I'm coming into the game so late. That's cool. I've been seeing you. I didn't know if you was part of the ring crew or what. Well, basically, I'm just trying to get my hands on everything I can. Yeah. Uh, I've worked with part of the ring crew. I've worked as uh, sound and lighting and everything like that because I do have a background in that. And so I'm just trying to do anything I can to be an all-around player for APW. Well, that's cool because, I mean, I've noticed uh, <clears throat> the people I have talked to that start like that, they kind of like it better because they get to kind of know everything. Yes, And exactly. really know the business instead yes. of just going in, it's just a wrestler or just a ref or mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, because like that one girl we interviewed that he's training, uh, yeah. I her name, but she's a ref right now. And then she's working on getting in the ring. It's kind of cool that they kind of have y'all got to just get to get get to know every little bit of everything. Everybody's mm -hmm. part of the family over here. It's really exactly. cool. Exactly. Well, what got you like to when you were watching it to go, man? I think I can I can do this for a living. Well, I can. Like I said before, I've always played like football and uh, done track and things like that in high school and college and everything. And I like I said before too, I have family members that's been in the business before. I trained with them before, but not really all the way. Um, I was uh, trained as a manager, really, so uh, I learned a few things in the ring, but not really just fully to do a match. Yeah. And um, once my football career I knew was said and done and it was over, um, I kind of thought that I could do it, but then it took Jason talking to me to realize that I could do it, that it's other uh, wrestlers out there that – maybe had the similar background like me, like DDP, he was a manager for oh, a while yeah. and then he That's didn't right. wrestle. And he was a manager in his 20s and teens and then he didn't wrestle until he was 35. Yeah, that's true. Mm. I forgot all about him. I just heard his time. interview with Stone Cold on his podcast today. Yeah. He's cool, I like him, he's I, cool. I really do so. So uh, you said you were a manager, does that mean you're pretty good mm. at talking? A lot of managers gotta work the stick. Um, I mean, as far as I know, I feel like that I'm good. I'm, I'm also, 
the type of manager I usually, I, like I said, my uh, my relative, his uh, my uncle, his name was Larry Ace Green. He used to uh, work around uh, the Fort Worth, Dallas area, sometimes in the South Texas area. And he was more of a heel. And so I, I learned a lot of heel tactics from being a manager yeah. from him. Um, but I mean, I guess I could talk, I guess I have the gift of the gab when I've thrown the situation. So is your car is your person, you a heel, baby face or? Um, right now I just say I'm a tweener. Um, I feel like I'm a heel because I've always like as a manager and just the way that I look, I just feel, yeah, I just feel like a heel really fits me. Um, yeah. And really, the my move set or like the, the moves that I use, I'm not saying that I'm cheating, but I will take a couple of shortcuts yeah. in the ring to to get the job done. Works oh, yeah. not harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Always got to have a backup plan if something goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you want to so, card tonight? Hmm? You want to card tonight? No, I'm not on the card tonight. Um, I am doing some training today, and I'm hoping that I will be on the card on the 20th. Sweet. Oh, cool. Well, you know we're here all the time, and we're start trying to make some Cleveland shows. So. I'll tell you, like everybody else, you get some bookings coming up. You want to promote any time, just, just say. It's platforms, it's not just for me, it's for y'all too. So. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Or if you we want to cut a promo on somebody or it's or come in here and talk, I we don't We get care. the uh, fortunate opportunity to come back here and set up as fans and just interview everybody. So we like to yeah, so out too. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Well, because I started a podcast with my son. <laughs> he's like nine and I was trying just trying to get more people into it get more kids into it mm-hmm. I mean because it ain't dying but Scratchin's yeah. not like as popular as it used to be yeah I mean like I told him back in the and day you could talk a grown man could talk about it at work and not get mm-hmm. made fun of or yeah. you like that fake stuff yeah you know exactly and the way the world is set up is set up for wrestling to be popular again like it yes, was. Yes, it is. Just people have to, like, put their energy into it. Exactly. You mm-hmm. need that one person to be like, hey, bud, come check this match out. Because mm-hmm. that's how a lot of people like it or get involved. They're like, mm-hmm. I never really liked wrestling until now, but, man, I but think I like that guy. Yeah. I like this guy. You know, yeah. like, uh, w- like one of my brothers, um, he's older than me. Um, he's the reason why I got into wrestling because uh, when I was a kid, um, Sometimes I used to watch WWF, but not really a lot because I it was in it was the time of the new generation where everybody had like a, a game, like a workers give me like a Trash Man or a Repo Man or something. Oh like that. yeah. So like it was around that time. So some matches I liked, but some of them I didn't because they had all of that in it. Yeah. Then he showed me like WCW, Booker T, Stevie yes. Ray, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko. Like he showed me that, and I, I didn't even know it was like. That's what uh, I do with my son side. now, yeah. and that's what we, we try mm-hmm. to do. We're going over, we do y'all's interviews, too, but we're going over territories, too. Now, yeah. To kind of give the kids an idea, because that's of, what I'm trying what, to tell and, them. And that's the thing. Like, once he showed me WCW, and then he was telling me, like, it used to be, it used it wasn't just two companies. It used to be a lot of different companies. Yeah. And he was like, show, and then that's when he show, uh, <laughs> showed me that we had an uncle that wrestled, and that's how I figured that out. And then he was like, yeah, he used to uh, wrestle for, um, what's the one in Dallas with the Von Eriks? Oh, uh, uh, WCCW. Yeah. So he used to work with them when he was oh, younger. Man. And so he showed me those tapes. And after that, like, I, that's when I was like, in the back of my mind, I always wanted to do it. And like I said, I played college football and stuff. So that kind of was like, put, got put on the back burner. But then once that was over, then this, it's always been my number one love. I yeah. bat wrestled before, and went, like I, I moved uh, when I was a young kid 
to Seattle, Washington for about a year. And I met wrestler there and fell in love with that as well, because I knew like around that time when I was uh, in seventh grade was around the time when Kurt Angle was like a rookie. Oh, and so man, like yeah. I figured, okay, if I know how to mat wrestle, then I could, you know, get in the ring one day too. And so, and it would help me in the ring. Oh yeah. And so um, I learned it. And then I, once I moved back to Texas and was just only playing football, I would have, but my wrestling coach up there would mail me like books, oh, tapes, shoot. DVDs and stuff to like still sharpen my skills just oh, in case yeah. if I wanted to pick it up again or if I wanted to walk on in college or something, if yeah. I, you know, so I always kept that in my back pocket and now training in, in, in the ring, it, it, I, I can tell that it helps me a lot, especially if it was like, Say a, a wrestler wanted to get mad because his girlfriend looked at my hair and liked my hair or something, yeah. and he wants to do something to me, I can defend myself, and I feel very confident in that. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Is it the, the, Do you think it kind of helps having a amateur background when you come in? I believe it does help a lot because um, a lot of the holds and stuff and a lot of, um, a lot of the takedowns and, ha- like, if you were in a uh, if you were in a shoot wrestling match or if you were in a mat wrestling match and somebody was trying to take you down to really to alleviate the blow, you would take a bump. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't realize that until like you mat wrestle and then you step into the ring and then you figure out, oh, it's it's really not that different. Oh shoot, that's pretty awesome. I've always wondered that because I've mm-hmm. always heard people. Some people are like, yeah. Some people are like, no. Mm-hmm. So I was just wanted to see somebody in person, you know, and ask them. Yeah. Well, it's really cool, you know. It'll be exciting to see you wrestle because you know you say you're a sports athlete. You know, you play football. You did some wrestling. One of the things I like when I see people coming to wrestling from a sports background, they still keep that competitiveness with them. You know, mm-hmm. it's a work, and you know who's going to win, but you still edge mm-hmm. each other on. You know, you want to do better, then they're going to do better because you're doing better, and you. It makes it feel more competitive and not just uh, working through the motions, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm always going to have that competitive fire. And like you said, it's a work, you know, who's going to But at the same time, my overall goal is to always get better in the ring. Maybe this week try that, try a move that I've been, like, practicing for a few months now, something like that. So, like, it's always room for improvement in the ring physically, mentally, like how I would look at somebody in the crowd or how I would like uh, do something to somebody in the face, the facial expressions that I make even. I could always learn in a match. So I'm always going to be very competitive in a match no matter what the outcome is going to be. If it's if it's predetermined weeks in advance or that night. No, and I like that because like I said, it makes it feel a lot more like just, you know, you're not deer in the headlights and mm-hmm. you're going through the motions. It, it's one of those times it's really – makes it kind of hard to, to actually believe it's not real sometimes because it's like, well, damn, I mean, they say it, but look at that. They look like they're actually trying to go at it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It makes it really – that's why I like ladies wrestling. I kind of yeah. feel like now, even though they got the spotlight they do, yeah. they still feel like they got a lot to prove. prove. So even they, a lot of their matches feel a lot more competitive and that's just working through the motions. I, yeah, I totally agree with that. that totally that's what I really like about wrestling is when the opponents in the ring can sprinkle some of that reality in there and make mm-hmm. you think on the way out the door that – I don't know that stuff's predetermined, but – 
that match, man, that fifth match, man, I think them two guys were really mad at each other. Yeah, and, and that's how I, I kind of like to take my work like that because, like I said, I, I did come up in a sports background, and I did the way I learned from, like, when I learned, when I first was trained, even as a manager, I kind of, it kind of was a, a more rough style or a, a more stiff style. So, um, I, I'm one of those people, like, I played, like I said, I played football all my life. You throw me on a basketball court, I'm going to be throwing elbows and getting rebounds. Yeah. It's, it's the same type of thing. Like, I, I want that pressure just like I want to give that pressure. I'm not going to try to knock you out, but they're going to think yeah. that we're in a fight. Yeah. And that's what I want. Every time I'm, I step in between those ropes, I want everybody in the crowd to, to know or to think that they're these two people that are in the ring, they're in a fight. Yeah. That's I kind of like that the stiffer kind of style too cuz it sells more it makes mm-hmm. makes it more believable mm-hmm. you know and a lot of people you know I hear don't like it they think it's considered bullying or it's, you know but I just I look it, at it I like feel, it's I feel like as long as the two people agree with that and, yeah and, and, it's then it's all okay yeah to me Hell yeah but I'm like I said I grew up as a defensive lineman an offensive lineman oh gosh uh, <laughs> when I played in college I was an offensive lineman so I'm more of a rougher, tougher kind of guy. Yeah. Hit me to where they can hear me. Yeah. That's a good philosophy. I like that. Yeah, I know. That right? you have. <laughs> so who's your favorite wrestler, man? Growing up, really one of my favorite wrestlers was, I, I have a list, but I, I'd say like D'Lo Brown. Oh, yeah. Um, he comes to mind first. Then once I got older, I kind of appreciated him more because I figured out like he was a really good worker. Yeah, not um, only that, like you were saying, I didn't know that I didn't really put two and two together. But when he was with New Jack and mm-hmm. uh, Mathi- uh and Mustafa, yeah, Mustafa, yeah. he was the guy who took all the bumps. Yes, he, he would be the guy. He was the, taking the, all the bumps, yeah. taking all the big double team moves, stuff like that. Yeah, so and I, didn't I would know say D'Lo Brown and New Jack is like a big influence on me, um, especially like. When I watched them when I were young, when I was younger, I didn't realize that like New Jack probably was one of the best talkers ever, oh, man. ever uh, in wrestling. Yeah, like I put him <laughs> top three, him, Rock, and Flair. Yeah, like up there because he could talk about anything. Yeah, um, those two, and then I would say also um, like a newer, like a newer guy that I've looked at, and I'm like, man, I, I really like what he's doing. And he doesn't really get a lot of spotlight in the mainstream, but he's kind of mainstream. Um, Moose from Impact. Oh, um, yeah. Ex-NFL guy. Yep, play with, um, yeah. play with the Falcons. Um, he's been getting better and better every week I've seen. And he's one of those guys that, like, I watched him in 2015, 16, when he was fruiting with Cody Rhodes, and I was like, okay, he's, he's pretty good. But now when you watch him, his body's transformed. He stepped his game he's up. Huge, like, dude. yeah, like. Yeah. Tremendously, <laughs> he's better on the mic every week. So, yeah. a person that always sits there and tries to improve themselves, I appreciate that, and yeah. that's why he's one of my favorites, right? And now. see, oh, I like the bigger. I like it when the bigger guys are really athletic and can move. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I don't like the big guys just coming there and spear and <laughs> yeah. do this and do that. Moose Three or four moves, they win. You know, uh, it's like a followaway slam, but it does like a backflip off the ropes. Yes, yeah. so he, he jumps off the ropes and then midair after he's like this, then flips. Yeah, I don't even. But he's like six five. He's like, yeah, he's like six five, six six, long arms, very athletic offensive tackle when he was with uh, the Falcons, Uh, and a very athletic big man for Impact Wrestling. And that's one of the guys that I kind of model my game after. Besides, like I said, D'Lo and New Jack. Yeah, 
And I say this, it's kind of awesome being a fan right now. Because mm-hmm. like I was telling him, it's not just the WWE anymore. Because yeah. that's what ticked me off. For There was a time I quit watching it for four years. Because yeah. TNA was getting messed up. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that good anymore. When, when Dixie Carter came. Yeah, and then so, WWE and that was, was just, that's all you had. That was, was the mad. same thing for me. Because it was like WWE was pop. And everything else was like everything else. Yeah. And once it wasn't a WCW no more. Yeah. Started TNA and TNA was pretty good when they started. Yes. And up until like 2007, 2008, then around 09, 2010, when Dixie Carter came and Hulk yes. Hogan came and all of that stuff, it kind of got diluted. But then when they got diluted and were losing, WWE, yeah, a lot of Russo, yeah, yeah, Russo. Russo. which I can't stand. <laughs> oh no, like, I can't either. Shoot, I, I don't like Russo at all. But once they were failing, it was like WWE could be lazy and just do whatever they yeah, wanted. Yeah, do whatever to. they wanted, man. And, and so it, it made the product, like, overall come down. And I guess once once the Ring of Honor started and, and um, TNA switched to Impact and, like, had to go through that whole Global Force thing. But once they were done with that, yeah. like, 2015-ish, yeah. like, I think they started, like, picking up their pace. Now that it's an AEW that actually has the money to challenge a oh, WWE. Oh, man, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's You know awesome. what I'm saying? They have the money to challenge them. They're going to make mistakes because they're two- or three-year-old company now. Yeah, they're going but to. at the same time, they're actually on a platform to where they can challenge. And when it when, when you, like like I said, I came from a, a sports background, so when, when you have that competition, it's iron sharpens iron, even if you build rivals. If both of your bitter rivals are both trying to get better, they're oh, going to yeah. be a better overall. It's going to be a better overall product for everybody, and it's going to trickle down, and that's what I like about oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, the cool thing for me, because, you know, y'all are a little bit older, but um, I was born in 98, so my mm-hmm. earliest memories, all I've ever really known is WWE. Mm-hmm. I've never been around before. Yeah. There was other nah, you know, I, yeah. was awesome. We watched that for years, and then they, start, they started doing some dumb shit. I'm still mm-hmm. pretty dedicated to TNA. I still watch them. I yeah. love them, but... Yeah, and then now there's so many companies out there. I can't even name more. You got AEW, WWE, MLW, yeah. Impact. Yeah, there's so the much out there. Mm-hmm. And history-wise, there's so much out there too yeah. that you can go back. Oh, yeah, I know. That I you love can go back. Yeah. yeah, and and I and I like going and watching old New Japan matches. Yeah, like the New Japan uh, Brock Lesnar match that people didn't even know about. Uh, yeah, Nakamura yeah, with, yeah. with uh, well, with Nakamura. I, know, I went back and watched that too, and it was so weird seeing yeah. Nakamura with short hair. Yeah, it was weird seeing Nakamura with short hair, bigger. Like, when he was that size, you could believe him going against Brock Lesnar, and he was an ex-MMA fighter yeah. also. Well, I was going to say, if anybody <laughs> yeah. don't know who Nakamura is, other than his WWE stuff, you're missing yeah. out. He is missing a bad out. dude. Yep. He was really, I really loved him in New Japan. Kind of felt like he was like the Randy Orton in New Japan, you know. Pretty like, much, he was never like maybe not the top guy. Yeah, but he, but he was, was around there. He could be anybody. So because I remember he, at the height of Kazuchika Okada's run, he beat him in a, one of the G1 climaxes and mm-hmm. tap out to an armbar mm-hmm. where nobody was beating him. But yeah, dude, and I and I love watching like uh, um, I don't have too many streaming services or cable, you know. And again, in today's world, you can watch so much on YouTube. I yeah. remember yeah. having to wait till after the WWE pay per views and watching all the spoilers they put on YouTube before they got kicked off and everything yeah. copyright. And like the other night, I just was in a wrestling mood. I sat and watched all kinds of stuff from like the 70s and 80s through four hours. Yeah, and they have all that stuff on YouTube now. Oh, God, and yeah, so I get my son Like if I was a sometimes. kid now, it's like so much. I would know more than I know now because they can just, oh, that happened in uh, 1983, and I'm looking at my little nephew like, what are you talking about? Like, how born. do you even know that? <laughs> I, I saw it on YouTube. Like, yeah. Because he was like, one of my nephews, he's, 
he's in seventh grade now. Um, he was asking me, "Oh, do you do? Were you alive when <laughs> Ric Flair when Ric Flair was like swole?" And I was like, "What are you talking about? Ric Flair had like a lot of muscles." And I was like, "I didn't know what he was talking about." Then I went back and looked with him, and he was like, "Look, see, he's big like Brock Lesnar." Ric Flair was pretty big. Yeah, in the 80s. And it was, was before that plane wreck. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was in, it was 70 something. That's right, he was buff. And buffed, so he was buff. And he was like, I, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't alive then. I said, by the time I was watching Ric Flair, he was the, the style that he was yeah. like in WWE or late WCW in the yeah. 2000s. So I didn't, I, and he, he taught me something because there's so much yeah. access to everything now. Like back when I was a kid, you would have to go to the library, make sure your library had the yes. tape of that. Go, go rent the tape out, yes. make sure nobody has it. Like I used to go to the Cleburne Library in Cleburne, Texas and rent out um, world-class championship wrestling tapes. Yeah. Uh, like right at the time when WCW ended. Yeah. I used to, uh, when I was a kid, you know, they started out with the pay-per-view stuff, like I was mm -hmm. telling him and my son. Oh, it was so complicated and it cost so much money for yeah. the pay-per-views like the it first was, wrestlemania it was complicated to yes because you had to to order it yeah to order the pay-per-view like yeah you had to go get the box mm -hmm. and then you didn't get your money back or not until you returned the box. box yep you know and then so me and my dad would just wait a year after until blockbuster would have them and go rent the we got a new one but we'd we wanted to watch it watch it yeah you know and then sometimes you, yeah you go to blockbuster and rent the uh <laughs> The uh, WrestleMania or uh, Halloween Havoc that they had in WCW, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I know at a point they would have them like maybe three or four months after that pay-per-view. So yeah. it was like a little bit more fresh. Yeah. But at first, like you said, it would be a whole year. year, man. You'd have to wait a whole yeah. year to see it. Mm -hmm. And you knew who won. And But back then when they would show what happened, it was just it was just, a, it was just a picture, a still picture. Yeah. It wasn't no like Movement, replay, yeah. none of that. It wasn't even like how they show the clips now, where it's like a still picture, but you still get some action. Yeah, this no, was just—it was just still. That's still, all it was. That's it. I and really miss. I wish I could have been around when they had the wrestling magazines. Mm -hmm. Those uh, were really cool. Seeing like see. one in his, uh, in his uh, what's he called that thing? His castle or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. in his vault where he got all those wrestling freaking magazines. Yes. Those were badass. Okay. See, that's how I kept up with it. We couldn't afford the all the magazines mm -hmm. and ordering the pay-per-views and all that. So I would have to read them in the line yeah. while I was waiting on my mom at the store, mm -hmm. you know. And then I'd have to, come on, come on. Oh, crap, I wouldn't get the whole story. Yeah. So I didn't get a whole lot of it. That's what irritates when people's like, oh, I was a smart fan. You know, I couldn't afford it, so screw you, buddy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> like, and the only reason why, like I said, I, the only reason why I was a smart fan is because when I was in fifth or sixth grade, that's when I my uncle let me know everything or yeah. like mostly some stuff you know because he knew he was going to start training me like once i was 13. oh shit so like yeah. when i was 12 and 11 he was like kind of getting me ready like easing me into it and then once i was 13 like he let me sit backstage at one of his shows oh cool and then so i was like okay and he was uh at the time he was feuding with Iceman king parsons yeah. yeah yeah that's and cool so, I, I like rice man Iceman had a, he had like a stable, and my cousin had a stable, Blackbird Posse, 
and uh, I think they were like the Black Freebirds, and they were uh, they had like a feud like up and down Texas for about two or three years. And yeah. so he's a real nice guy as well. And he told my uncle, like, oh, yeah, you should definitely train him. He has the size, all this stuff. So Dang, yeah. that's awesome. Iceman mm-hmm. saying that. I, I, I remember I've him. I've gotten to meet a, a lot of legends because of my uncle. Like, Iceman was one of them. Another, uh, well, it was two opponents that we had that um, they would uh, go at it, like, in the Rockwall, like, Austin area. Oh, and yeah. that was... Uh, Dr. Death, uh, Steve Williams, oh, and oh, um, and AJ Styles when he was young, oh, like right right after like he was uh, Air Paris, him and Air Paris was uh, in WCW like yeah. right before WCW went oh, off and they had the maroon they had the maroon ring attire and stuff. Yeah. So then after that he was wrestling for like MWA Southwest, oh, and so was my cousin, and so then they they like it was AJ Styles and Dr. Death. Versus my cousin uh, Larry Ace Green and his uh, partner Chris Young. God, you ever get to see him do so, a spiral tap line? Um, I've seen him do that and also his um, corkscrew, his corkscrew off the top rope. That's corkscrew uh, dive off the top yeah, rope spiral with, 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 with the spiral tap. But yeah. also he did a, a backwards corkscrew moonsault type. Like he's facing. Yeah, he's facing. Yeah, he was facing like. He his back was to the ring, and, and he, he would do it corkscrew <laughs> moonsault from that way. And I'm like, how did he you twist his body like that? The but shooting star press he used to do the <laughs> ringboard one when he jump off the, the, to the ringside. I haven't seen him do that live, but I, I remember yeah. when he used to do that I one know. of the early uh, Ring of Honor in the early uh, TNA days. So I can't not get used to his long hair or his gloves. He's been wearing yeah. gloves for ten years. Yeah, but yeah. So gloves. but yeah, with AJ, it was when he had short hair. He he hadn't worked for Ring of Honor or TNA yet. I think he was about to work for TNA, but it was like when he was like just ended with WCW and he was working like NWA Wildside and NWA Southwest. And see, speaking of NWA, I, I really I wonder what uh, is going to end up happening like with Corgan and them because you know he mm-hmm. bought the company and yeah. like a territory mm-hmm. to his own little company now. But yeah. it would be cool to see them have little facets like that again. Yeah, it would you know, be little different sections because again, I really wish I could have been around for that time. That was oh man, because like I told him, it'd be stuff. cool because my dad he didn't he didn't know a hundred percent how much of it was you know mm-hmm. not real. But he knew some of it was, and he kind of would fill me in there. And he goes, mm-hmm. they talk, and he basically just kind of told me that they talk to each other during the ring. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, how do they know what they're doing? And did yeah. they practice it? And he's like, no, nah, that's how good they are. They don't need yeah. practice. They just. But then talk. I, I just, yeah, and how my uncle told me how it was is just basically like when you're when you when you're playing football and you like you you go on another team or you go on an all star team or something like that. You don't know the uh, this coach's playbook, but if they run a basic counter, you know two linemen are pulling, all the other linemen are blocking down, yeah. and the quarterback's going to run the hand it to the running back a certain way, and you know, like if yeah. they just say counter to the right, you know what to do. Yeah, as a football player playing for so many years, uh, they say outside zone or inside zone, you kind of know what to do. So it's basically like he was telling me it's like that. It's a it's a and it is like its own language to where you have to be ready at all times, but you kind of know what you're being set up for. Mm, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. I really like that we get to we get to talk to somebody. Dude, I hope that you stay with us and, we, and you interview us as you keep going because it's really cool getting to see guys come up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that we get to talk to y'all during the training to get to know y'all because, I mean, 
I've seen plenty of wrestlers like Styles. You know, I saw mm-hmm. him come up from TNA and go to WWE. Yeah. Uh, I saw Killer Cross in this uh, little promotion I saw on TV one time called Paragon Pro Wrestling. Out okay. California. Yeah. I saw him out there way before he even went to TNA. He didn't yeah. have his tattoos yet. Okay. And now yeah. he's in WWE and they're ruining him. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, it's, it's really cool getting to see people go from place to place, man. It, it's going yeah, because he never got to experience doing. that. And I did, you know. Yeah. I, I knew there was a little bit of territories, but I just kind of, I knew Florida growing up you know georgia and texas basically yeah because every now and then you'd get vince coming in on the national scene yeah every now and then so that's kind of all i knew and when i'd see people come through and then go to new york i'm like yeah oh crap it's like uh, what's his name from yeah yeah just like, like Percy Pringle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he went up there and was the Paul Bear. I'm like, yeah. When I heard that, oh, I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I know who that is. And then one, and like you saying, like going around Texas and being in the Texas territories. Um, one thing that I like about this new, like this new wave, is that like you get to see, like you say, you get to see people come up from nothing. Uh, one of and one of my other favorite guys that I've seen do that. Uh, I used to watch like when I got back into wrestling again. I started watching indie matches like just all around Texas. One guy that caught my eye was uh, Shane Taylor, and then I, I was it was like I was watching him one week, and then the next week he was on Ring of Honor, and I'm like okay, and then he's like he was at the bottom, and now like he's grown like. <clears throat> He's grown his his brand and he's grown himself to where like now he, it seems like he's one of the hottest. Him and his faction is like one of the hottest thing that Ring, Ring of Honor have going to where they the, just that faction is keeping the door open for them to be competing with and against all these other companies like yeah. AAA and AEW and Impact and stuff like that and NWA and yeah. stuff. So uh, I, I really like like you said watching people like just grow grow yes, themselves awesome. and then help others grow as well yeah it's cool and it's cool when you find out you know how many people got trained by this certain guy and then you know made stars out of all these people you're like no way the weirdest thing for me that i can never get over those when somebody ends up changing the name when it's been like this for so long yeah like, yeah kind of mess with i him. love I, him but he'll always be magnus well i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing uh I'll, I'll never no matter what i'm gonna try to get the rights to my name so i'm gonna have to change my name yeah well, you spelled it differently because i know there's uh john tenta of the earthquake mm-hmm. you could just like spell it a couple well ways. how i spell it is um with the capital E and a capital Q, like how I always spelled it. So I'm pretty sure legal legal wise, I can just spell it like that with the capital E and the capital Q and I'll be all right. But if not, I spelled it uh, E-A-R-T-H-Q, or E-A-R-T-H-K-W-A-K-E, like that. Oh, so, nice. yeah. And see, when uh, you put yeah. it to the letters like that, mm-hmm. you're putting on logos, make mm-hmm. it look cooler because it's not just the normal word. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I might end up spending it, spelling it like that for APW. So, um, it, it's, it's for, it, the, with the power vested in me, I, I would like to uh, keep my name like yeah. it is if I go any to any bigger company. I'm not going to try to – I'm going to try to be like uh, how Samoa Joe has his name uh, trademarked. So wherever he goes, that's what they have to call him. Yeah. I know. I was so worried they were going to change his when he went to WWE. Well, uh, before we get out of here, you want to plug anything or you got Facebook or anything? Or? Anything we need to know about you? Um, just everybody can – just everybody come out to the show, to the APW show on uh, November 20th and watch your boy Earthquake get in that ring and destroy people. Heck now, will yeah. Will that be uh, in Mineral Wells or out in Cleveland? It will be actually in Joshua. Oh. 
Oh, that's cool. Is there another mm-hmm. town y'all are branching out to? I know y'all went to, yeah. y'all go to Granbury a couple weeks ago. Yes, we went to Granbury a couple of weeks ago. And actually, it is a show that will be there. Um, it will be APW's last show before uh, the Christmas holidays. It will be December 11th. Okay. Well, it was good talking to you. Like I said, we're going to be here every time y'all come in. So just stop by. You want to push something or you book somewhere. Everybody comes to ATW after November 20th to keep your eyes out for an earthquake. Heck yeah, he's, he's coming guy. to your town, buddy. Thank you, guys. All right. This is our second interview today. This is a Soldier and um, him and Rebel are tag team partners. Y'all been tag teaming for how long? Uh, just about a year now. And they're pretty good. I think y'all have won the title once, haven't y'all? Uh, to, me and him together have won the titles once, uh, but we both have held the titles twice. Okay. Uh, we, we fall with the free bird rule. We have won them. I won them the first time with Jason. Uh, they lost them to the Camachos. We won them. Me and myself and Rebel won them a second time. I was suspended from a show. I'm not even sure what for. Get a letter from the board of directors. Banned from the building. So I go on a little vacation. And they put Rebel in a handicap match to where he, once again, Rock Bannon had screwed him. Camacho's got the tag team titles. We went for them for a third time. We were screwed again. Now we have to start at the bottom and work our way back to the top. Now, yeah, because the last time y'all was here, I think that's what happened. That's the one y'all got screwed. We, were, we were screwed out of it. Uh, so now we start at the bottom. Um, unfortunately, it is a long claw and climb yeah. back. But we will get there, and we will be three-time APW Tag Team Champions. I, I've been noticing, I mean, there's not a whole, there ain't a, anything going wrong with you guys. I mean, everything's pretty... Well, I've sensed a little tension sometimes. There, I mean, it's not like y'all are mad at each other. I just You can see a little... I, Rebel just needs to, to get his head on straight. He got, I think it was last show here, we took on uh, Horsepower. Great team. Rebel was attacked by Big Sad during intermission. And for some reason, instead of being able to be checked out by somebody to make sure he was even able to compete, we're told, hey, by the way, your match is right now. So we wrestle the match. He's got busted ribs, don't know if they're broken. So in essential, it was a handicap match. You know, we did our best. Unfortunately, it didn't go as planned. We did lose that one. Fast forward in Cleburne, we have another shot against the legendary main attraction. People who've known, especially here in Mineral Wells, Cleburne around, they know main attraction. Livewire, Viper, two of the toughest guys that I've ever been in the ring with. Rebel starts this match out, and we go great. We're putting them in their place. We're, I mean, inches, inches from victory. Well, for some reason, someone in the back plays Big Sad's music. I Go for the tag to get Rebel in. He's itching, itching. I go to there. He's nowhere to be found. He left the match. And I told him, yes, there was argument. And there's going to be. He needs to get his head <laughs> on straight. Set is not here. That was a one-time thing. I've been looking here. I've been here all day. Set is not here and nowhere to be found. Rebel needs to get his head on straight. Otherwise, we will not. This is number one contenders tonight. We will not win if he doesn't have his head in the game tonight. I do. I don't know, is he just having problems at home, or just here with? He's, he's with so you, concerned. With you, or? He's concerned about Big Sed attacking him. We are a team. If Sed attacks him, he attacks me. We work as a team. There's three of us. He needs to get his head on straight. 
there will be no, if said shows up, he's going to be confronted. But Rebel is so concerned that he is going to be attacked by said. So he's already in his head. Said's already there, and I don't like it. So Rebel needs to clear his head and focus tonight against Zane and Shimbashi. I've worked them before. They are very good at what they do. And if his head is not here, I'm going to have to do this one by myself. Well, dang, it seems like you got enough fire for the both of you. I want the tag team titles back. Every time we've lost them, it's been, got screwed. First time, Rock got involved. Second time, Rock made it a handicap match. We go for the third one, Rock once again gets involved and we get screwed. Granted, we have no beef with Rock anymore. We are clawing our way to the top, but once again, I'm tired of being screwed. Yeah. I have technically never lost a tag team title match, and I'm not gonna let that start anytime soon. You got good fire. I'll yeah, tell you we that. Definitely tell you competitive. That's <laughs> what I like about the tag team division around here. None of y'all, none of y'all are wanting to settle for second place. You're all going for it, and I can tell that makes it a lot tougher when your when your partner's not all the way there because you got everybody else firing on all cylinders. But man, you know we're no we're rooting for you. I'm, like I said, you got it. Seems like you got enough fire for the both of y'all over there. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. I know right now, you know Jason's injured, not gonna be able oh, to work yeah, tonight. That's right. He's gonna be here, but he's not a hundred percent to be able to work tonight. And if Rebel's head is not in the game, he's not 100% tonight. I'm the only one who right now is focused at 100%. So I hope Rebel is ready and rearing to go. Well, Sorry about that, folks. Our computer makes random noises every 30 yeah. minutes. Let us know <laughs> it's it's been doing that. I don't know why. Uh, my, my, don't worry. Our, ours does it too. So. Oh. <laughs> but, man. It <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Yeah, but it, uh, I was here last time when Robo got attacked and stuff. I didn't know he was in a – that guy was in his head that bad already. You know, I didn't expect it to be that way. You know, they call all talent to the back. That lets us get back here and get ready. But Rebel stays out there. He was in the middle of something. Can't blame him. I'm sorry. I'm out. I'll be the same way. If I've got someone – someone's got my attention, they're wanting an autograph, a picture, a conversation, I'm going to hang out with them too. Yeah. But – said took advantage of that you know i know it goes way way back that there was beef between big said and rebel and that's way way back you know so we come out there we make the save said disappears nowhere to be found in the building after that wasn't in cleburne and if he's smart enough he won't show up here tonight but again he's already in his head from one attack but that's said for you. Said can get, will bury himself into the deepest parts of your mind and never leave. Unfortunately, he's got into Rebels. And I just need Rebel to know we will be okay. Focus tonight. Well, I mean, I know you, I know you all, your guys are a team, and he's, but he's a big dude. You guys might need to get you an equalizer or something. There's a lot of steel around here, man. There's some chairs. Well, we came, said is not, and again, said is also very smart. We come out there with chairs, he disappears. He, he leaves. He's not, he doesn't want a three-on-one situation. He doesn't want a two-on-one situation. Said is going to go one-on-one. So anytime we, but that's why I tell Rebel, I told him at the last show, get your head in the game. Said's not coming for you if there's somebody else here. He is not going to pick that fight. He is going to one-on-one the situation. So that's why, again, he got into his head. Clear it. <coughs> we'll be fine. Tonight, as long as he's good, 
We'll walk away and we'll get our rematch. What's going to happen if you don't show up? Then I'll work this one by myself and I'll take it and I'll go on to face the Camachos for the tag team titles, whether that'll be with Jason or with Rebel. If Rebel doesn't show up tonight, he's got quite that I'll have questions for him. But as far as I'm aware, the last we talked, he's going to be here. He said he's 100%, his head's in the game. So when bell so. time comes, it better stay that way. Yeah. Yep. So it definitely seems like you got a good game plan, man. But, you know, other than the champions and the people you're facing for the number one contendership tonight, you end up winning them belts. What's your plan? Then we'll go into 2022 tag team champions. Hell yeah. You know, the, the overall goal, if Jason gets either the chaos title back or, hell, if he gets a heavyweight title, Renegades hold most of the gold in this company. You know, it's a force to be reckoned with. That's Y'all the are whole, good. We are, we're a force to be reckoned with. You I think have, that's what Rock's pro problem is, you know. He sees y'all as a threat. sees y'all jealous. And yeah. well, he just, he knows y'all are better. He's no longer in power. So yeah. we don't have to worry about him. He's just going to have to get over it. You know, the, his power struggle has been taken. His power has been taken away from him. So the Renegades versus the Rock versus Rock. There's still some animosity there, but if Rock really wanted to screw us, he wouldn't have let us climb our way back up. That's Here true. we are the number one contenders. If he really didn't want us in this spot, he'd have made sure we didn't get into this spot. But it's the number one contenders. Not taking anything away from Zayn and Simbashi. I've worked in before. Yes, they beat myself and Jason in a Texas Tornado first blood tag match. Something very unusual. Only going to see something like that here in Mineral Wells with AEW. Yeah, that was a good match. They got the upper hand, but I don't blame them. Very good, very young talent. But tonight, it is a different story. Now, there is gold in sight, so it's a whole new ball game. And they haven't taken on me and Rebel. They've taken on me and Jason. So, now you've got another person you've never stepped foot in the ring with. Hopefully, that's my X Factor tonight. They've never worked him. We'll see how this goes tonight. Well, I like your drive, man. I can tell once you finally hang up your boots, you're going to have a stacked, you're going to have a stacked uh, trophy case. No, I mean, I, I held on to, you know, this will be great. This I've got three champion, the tag team titles under my belt twice. The new frontier title, which is now the chaos title. So I'd love another shot at the tag team titles. Let's go for that third time. The trivecta will be this, unfortunately, the second three-time tag team champions. But we'll get them. And we're going to hold them on. We're going to hold on to them. My goal is still 2023, if that not further awesome. than that. That Renegades would be good. 2022 all year, taking over the tag team. Take it over. Season. Rule it. Longest reigning champs. That'd be really awesome. That would be. Like I said, tonight can be the night. We're going to take that big step in, in 2021 as tag team champions, and in 2022 as tag team champions. That's Heck the overall yeah. goal. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, dude, we're big fans, and I'm honestly getting kind of tired of seeing y'all getting screwed, too. I don't know. Oh, God, I mean, every time we come and y'all do it, y'all have a match here, that y'all get screwed out of it somehow, some way. Like I said, this one, last time, like I said, I, I don't think last week is being considered screwed. Big sad out of nowhere. I didn't even know he was, I thought he retired from the business, but he's back with the vendetta for Shit. Rebel. I don't know what for, but I've got Rebel's back. He's got mine. And Jason's got both of ours. Sed's not here. So, didn't see that coming. Don't know why. But I don't consider last. Did you pause it? No, it's still going. Because it's right there. See? Yeah. 
Oh. I don't consider I don't consider last show here being screwed. Yeah, I think we could have let him at least get checked out first. But he put up a fight. He fought the entire match. Yeah. Even with busted ribs. The good news was there were, there were no broken ribs. And he finished the match. That's the type of fighter that Rebel is, and he needs to remember that. Seems like the only one that ain't remembering that right now is Rebel. I mean, I've been watching yeah. since I was like 16, 17. Yeah. He's always had that fire under his butt. He's had that underdog mentality. He's always had that. You know, we took each other on years and years and years ago. And we had one good match, great chemistry. That's where the tag team came from. You know, granted, that was years, that was years ago when I first broke into this business five years ago. But still, we had great chemistry. We've always worked well together. We've done a few tags here and there. Now it's a permanent thing, but I don't know where his mindset is tonight. Hopefully when he gets here, you know, we'll sit down and sort this out, and he needs to understand no one's getting to us. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I hope that you're able to get through to him because on one hand, you know, he's worried about setting his head in the game, but when you guys, if you guys win those belts, it's going to be an even bigger target on your backs. Than, than, oh, God, now. yeah. You're really going to have to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, and... because, like I said, our feud with... You know, we, we beat the Camachos. We go into next year. As, if we can win tonight, beat the Camachos and go into next year, anybody. I mean, open challenge. Bring a tag team to us. Yeah. We'll line them up and knock them down. Everybody wants to see us versus Horsepower one more time. I would definitely like yeah, to see you beat Yeah, that'd them. be a good you match. Know, I'd love to. I, and I told them, and I, I still say kudos to them. Cheap victory. Kudos to them. They fought to what was their advantage. It was, you have one half of the Renegades injured, and the other half having to do work. We put up a fight. Was it a cheap victory? In my opinion, yes. They say no. We say yes. But kudos to them for getting the victory. Yeah. Granted, where are they at tonight? They're sitting at home on the couch and wearing the number one contenders match. So, you might have won once. We get the final laugh, though. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, and I mean, it kind of seems like you, you would like to get that actual victory back. You know, they not only beat you, but they beat you in a way. You know what I mean? They didn't actually beat you. And that's so. exactly what it is. I mean, I think the fans would love to see it. Oh, I yeah. know when the video hit online, there was even people that were like, we'd love to see this one more time with everyone at 100%. And I would love to give the fans what they're asking for. Fortunately, it's not up to me. But we in the year as tag team champions, well, hey, you're then I challenge them. If, if we end this year as 2020, if we end 2021 as APW Tag Team Champions, then I challenge Horsepower at 2022 for a shot at the titles. That'd be See, excellent. I like that because he's not, they're not, he's not, thinking, yeah. he's already thinking like a champ. He's not trying to freaking be a, he's been a fighting champion and it really sucks when you see somebody, especially when they're good and they're not trying. Yeah. You see somebody holding, you know, championships you're really fond of and they're just trying to defend him as little as possible. And this guy's over here not even, he's like, I'm, I'm not even thinking about if I win him, when I win him, we're going to start defending him here, here, and there, and everything. Yeah, that's I a like good that. attitude to have instead of, you know, like he said, if I win him. No, you don't need to be if, you need no, to be. It's, if, it's, it's when. When yeah. we win them back. Yeah. Because we will. And then I challenge any tag team, come to APW. We'll line you up and knock you down. We've been doing it, and we'll keep doing it. Well, ever since I've been coming and watching, this is one hot tag team, the Renegades. They're really good. And I've always liked the Freebird rule they have because they have that third person. Yep, and and really if you don't know the Freebirds, they're, they're, uh, they was a tag team back in the 80s with the WCCW, and they had this third man clause that he could, mm -hmm. whenever this guy's out, he can come in. or yeah, you know. Basically, in layman's terms for some people that don't understand it because, you know, there's some young, youngsters yeah, out that's there who've true. never seen. They just hear the Freebird rule and well, don't know where it comes it's from. It's kind of like New Day. Because that's what New Day goes off of. The same thing. And they'll if, understand that. If me and Rebel 
you know, our tag, when we win the tag team titles back, if for some reason I can't work due to an injury or anything like that, or even if Rebel can't work, Jason is able to fill into that spot and they can defend the tag team champions. Shoot, they could win tag team titles and Jason could never defend them and it always be me. You know, that's the luxury of the freeboard rule. Yeah. All three of us are tag team champions, basically. I've always liked that. And the people that do do it, they always do it good. Mm. There's never, I've never seen anybody do it bad. I know recently we haven't been able to Excuse do it me. because Jason was chaos, was the APW chaos champion. Unfortunately, due to a weird stipulation in his contract that he didn't read over, he was not able to work a double match as long as he held a championship. So even when we lost him in the, in the handicap match in Cleburne several months ago, the only reason Jason couldn't work that is because he already had a singles match planned. So he was told, you can't work the tag team match because you have a singles match planned. So it's Rock got that last little bit that will stay in his contract for the foreseeable future. So, yes, Rock to this day yeah. still gets that. He's got still, that he's little still, twist in there. He's still got a little thorn in y'all's thigh. He's got that little thorn. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. We still are a team. Yeah, that's true. So y'all are. outside of APW, you know, uh, is there any tag teams that uh, you, you would you'd like to face that aren't here? You know, are locally known guys or in other companies that we might know of? There's been a couple. Like I said, uh, Horsepower. Um, I'm actually very looking forward to taking on Zane and Shimbashi. Um, if they ever come back, a tag team that we had, oh, it's probably been about a year since we've had them for us. Um, I'm not sure if both are still wrestling, was the buddy system. Um, don't know if y'all are familiar with them. I've never heard of them. Um, I know I would have really loved to have wrestled against SOS. I know half of them have, or as far as I'm aware, half of them have retired, if not both of them. Yeah. Um, I would have really loved to have faced SOS. I really would have loved to uh, maybe even a Mineral Wells Pro Wrestling tag team title versus APW tag yeah, team title match. Cool. Winner take all. That would have been really cool. It's not going to happen. I don't believe so. Uh, not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, back before Balak and Bullsdale had their split, Aviation would have been a really good tag team. I would honestly love to see you and Jason take on the Von Eric brothers, dude. That'd be great. <laughs> That'd be yeah, cool. that would be. Um, <clears throat> I know they're they're fairly well booked quite a bit. Yeah. So getting them out here would be kind of would be kind of on the uh, the difficult end. Yeah. Uh, not saying it's impossible. I just foresee it being on the difficult end. But I mean, shoot, we win the tag team titles. They're more than welcome to come on and give it a shot. Yeah, well, and so. it'd be cool. And I like to, I would like to see y'all face stiffer teams like that because they're all both. You know what I mean? Y'all don't, mm. don't pull any punches out there in that ring. You go out there and you get it done. So I yeah. like yeah. matches like that. I mean, and like I said, again, so go back and watch the one against uh, Horsepower. They start out big, high-flying, this, that, and the other. And we're, we just kind of look at them like that's not how we do things in this ring with us. We slowed it down, took it more to a brawl. It yeah. turned into a fight. It wasn't, you know. But, again, it was to get to where we're at now, cheap victory. But we get the last laugh. We're in the number one contenders tonight. Heck yeah. I hope y'all get it. I think y'all will. If uh Zane and Shimbashi, they're tough. I know they I know they worked last night. So but they're gonna be here and there's some tough guys. I mean they, they beat myself and Jason in a first blood match. So Yeah. There it's not gonna be an easy climb tonight, but it's gonna be a fight and 
that's what we're looking forward to. Heck yeah. We can only hope they've got as much fire and drive as you because then we're going to give a hell of a show. Yeah. Like I said, this one, as far as I'm aware, there's no no twists, no stipulations, straight up tag match. So, but things are always known to change here in Mineral Wells. I mean, oh, yeah. yes, it could change <laughs> quickly in a heartbeat, but, you know. Well, you, you got anything you want to plug or any bookings you got or anything or well, anything for AEW? Or well, I know we will APW? have uh, APW will be in Cleburne at the Railroad Stadium on November 6th for the Veterans Day show. Come out and watch that. Um, I will be there. I will be as the soldier um, instead of a member. I will be there as the basic soldier gimmick for that night, Veterans Day, uh, bringing back my background for that show there to represent all veterans past present and future veterans of this country uh that evening we have a show uh don't <coughs> ask me the name of it i don't know yet they haven't <laughs> told me anything then we'll have we'll be back here november 13th uh, november 20th i'll be at thunder alley in joshua that's going to be a really good match i'm actually teaming with the one y'all just got through with an interview uh, I will be teaming with him in his debut match. Oh, that'd be I good. So we will yeah. be. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I'm going to take him under my wing, and I'm going to get him in. In fact, when this is over, I'm going to go out there and finish helping him up with his training, and we're going to go into Thunder Alley and take on a new tag team. But I'm working with a new tag team partner, so it's nothing on Rebel. This is a. Uh, he asked me, you know, just because of my, you know, my military background and the guys that they're taking on. We still don't know. So we want someone that's prepared for anything. That's and good. if we can stress anything, folks, I mean, the APW shows are all very good. They're very if make, awesome. If you can make any of them, you have to do their holiday tribute shows. Their September 11th one was fantastic. No. The one they're about to have November 6th in Cleveland, I can guarantee you, will be an amazing show. If you can't get to just one this year, you better go to that one. So, I mean, we've got, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty much booked out through the end of the year. So, I mean, you've got... Plenty of time. Our last show for the year will be December 11th. Uh, so once that one's done, we'll be back January, and we'll start it all over again. We'll see you in January. For the yeah. Tag, for the, uh, and I guess we'll uh, interview him tonight after their match and uh, get you and Rebel in here after yeah, the match we'll after y'all's to. victory tonight. So. Yeah, I mean, take that victory. We'll have Heck our yeah. nice little, you know, then we got to sit down, and we're going to have to strategize against, you know, the Camachos because they know us, but we know them too. So. Yeah. But tonight, Zane and Shimbashi first. Well, I right. think y'all got it. We'll uh, head out of here. With, we'll yeah. get another yeah. interview. All right. Well, thank you guys for having me. Oh, no yes, problem. Sir. Thank All you. Right. All right. We are back. We're closing up uh, interviews before the show. We're going to go get something to eat, get us some cold beer. We're going to come back and watch us some wrestling, folks. We had some about an hour, some great interviews, got some great content in, and now we are absolutely hyped for this show. And we hope everybody listening is just as hyped for whatever wrestling they're about to watch, and it better be APW because if not, you are missing out. It's going to be a good one, but uh, we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Well, all right. I hope you all enjoyed them interviews. That was Earthquake and Soldier. I might do some more interviews here and there for the show. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We will see you next week, man. Going to have a fun, fun football time. And I'll get more wrestling stuff in here, too. I promise. See you later, brothers. Bye.